podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Anfield Index podcast number 253. You'll notice that it's me, Carl Kopak, and not Trev, who's opening the show this week. This is because one of our number has been silenced by the largest voice on social media. In an age where Katie Hopkins is allowed to spew racist bile onto our screens unchallenged, and the most powerful bigot on the planet can offer out a dangerous nuclear-charged nation on Twitter's pages, the mute button was pressed, not once, but twice, on the voice of a man in rural Ireland. Censorship, or rather selective censorship, is dangerous in its most sensitive of times. In the past week, our own Prime Minister has used a national tragedy for a point-scoring electoral speech, and our own fans are being told to remain quiet while the full force of the judiciary protects one of its own. Luckily, we at Anfield Index Podcast do not shrink from the prospect of changing these times, nor do we hold our tongues when lives and reputations are ruined and people slandered. We will not remain silent. We will not have our voice torn from our throats, and we will not, nor will we ever, fucking run. So, Twitter, though you are now little more than an echo chamber for the boorish, the easily led, and the myopic, we will never deny our host his words. Your host is, and will always be, Trev Downey. Up the fucking reds. No runners. Ever. Oh, I've enjoyed that a lot. No fucking runners. I've enjoyed that a lot, my friend. Context, context for what Carl's just read, and I appreciate immensely, is that... Whoa, um, whoa, who's hosting this? <laughs> I, kinda, I had a feeling that was going to happen. Uh, con- context for what Carl's just read is that for the second time uh, in, the course, in the space of a week, uh, I found myself on the receiving end of a ban from Twitter. Um, to contextualize what happened, in both cases, I was having a conversation with another Twitter user. It was essentially, therefore, on a public platform, a private conversation between two users of said platform. And because in both instances, I was critical of the type of people who would vote for the current incumbents. Um, the first time around, I referred to such people as uh, unthinking uh, and several other um, choice um, epithets as well. The second time around, I received a seven-day ban on Saturday because in response to that odious creature that is Boris Johnson's father talking about the great British public like they were absolute idiots um, in terms of lacking intelligence, looking down his nose, sneering, openly sneering, I said to somebody else on Twitter who I follow in a private conversation that he is, and I quote, indicative of a hideous, entitled, superior and condescending class that are the very essence of the Tory party. They literally cannot be exposed enough, in my opinion. Do you really believe that his son is any different? The Eton Bullingdon C word. And because I used that C word, apparently I had hateful speech. Despite the fact, I think that's quite an eloquently put point and very relevant, but we're not allowed to talk about the truth. And it would appear that two things are possible here, lads, and I'd like your take. You know I'm a conspiracy theorist. So there's two things possible here that have happened on both occasions. One 
is that someone who follows me and interacts with me and follows my football content is such a snivelly, sneaky little rat that they have that they have decided to report me because it goes against their right wing Tory beliefs. Or and this is the one I choose to hope because this is the more conspiracy minded thing. There is some sort of algorithm which picks up terms of abuse plus a n other thing thing or term to do with the Tory party or Boris Johnson. I don't know which one I'm leaning towards. I'm really hoping it's not the former. The latter, the latter seems a little extreme. And yet, is it really a bit extreme? We know they can do this type of thing. They've done it before. Carl, I mean, you reckon it's just a straightforward someone seeing it, not liking it? Yeah, some sort of little gobshite who doesn't realise what team he supports has, has done that. Um, and I can add to that as well. A few months ago, I don't know if you remember this, but um, I added Twitter and said, how come it's okay for Katie Hopkins to say this, and yet we're not allowed to say X? Um, and the reason is because she basically brings in the clicks. <clears throat> she brings in the advertisers and what have you, and the promoted tweets. Um, and all of a sudden, for three days, all my followers disappeared. Right. Again, that just, rather than underlining your theory, underlines mine. That's them fucking with you deliberately. Yeah, that's, them, that's them uh, in some way making your life less comfortable, um, taking away your privileges. Listen, I watched a documentary today, Cam, and again, this is just in keeping with what we're talking about here. And I think it's a really interesting subject and we're not going to go off on one, folks. I know it's a football podcast, but we have to be able to talk about our football. And one of the things we all use are these platforms. There was a time when we were doing this show and people used to say, oh, don't be talking about Twitter all the time. Everybody's on Twitter. Everybody's on it. And even when they're taking breaks, they go back occasionally. So I make no excuses or apologies for making this point. Cam, the point I'm going to put to you is today I watched a documentary in which I saw Sean Parker, the former president of Facebook, uh, the first chairman or president of Facebook and a co-founder. And then I saw another vice president of uh, content on Facebook. Both of them have come out in the aftermath of distancing themselves from the company, having made a nice amount of money from it, we must say. Um, Parker in particular, quite vitriolic about the fact that they knew what they were doing when they were putting Facebook together. It was a very, very clever and cunning way of manipulating the human mind. It's basically a dop- dopamine loop, a kind of a constant feed loop where you go on, you get your clicks, you get your likes, you, 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 you crave more, um, you wait and you wait and, 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 and you're, you're stuck in this constant dopamine hit loop. This is simple. It goes back to testing rats in the 40s and 50s and 60s and, and, and how, how the brain works. It's not complicated science, but they hit on it. They decided to exploit it and they did it. And we have people like Parker saying, I would not let my children near this stuff. I would not even let my children use these gadgets. Same with this other guy who was saying, look, I don't have kids at the moment, but my kids would not be using Facebook. They would not be using Twitter. They would not be using Instagram. And he said, did you know that Instagram, for example, think about this for cynical. Instagram have this thing, a built-in sort of an algorithm where they will withhold likes on your post. So you're going, what? There's a, 
look at the picture of me in my lovely bikini, or here's a picture of me in my lovely new bobble hat. Why does nobody like it? Why does nobody like me? No likes, no likes, no likes. And then they will give you a little flurry of likes together. The idea is to make you anxious, to make you keep checking and liking, and or sorry, checking and clicking and checking and refreshing, obsessed with the medium, and then you get your little payoff. Then there's another spell, and you get your little payoff. Cam, these people are cynical. What do you think about my theory that there is something set up in the algorithms to pick out people who are being offensive towards Tories? Wow. Um, what I did when you came up with your two theories was I've gone onto Twitter and I've gone into the search bar and I've typed the C word <laughs> and I I am just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling with either the C word in the the uh, the name of the person that they choose to have or within what they ever tweeted. Right. So so, so it's so, not it's not exclusively that I'm being wrapped in the knuckles for foul language. As no, I think it's more of your first theory of somebody who is a Tory lover and is so far to the right that they feel that what you have said has uh, hurt their little precious ego. Wouldn't you like to think that such a person, especially if I've interacted with them at some stage, would have the decency to hit me up in a direct message and say, can you stop saying shit like that about my beloved Tory party, about my beloved Boris Johnson, about my beloved lizard people? Wouldn't you think that they would have the decency to just come out and and, and say, listen, you're really winding me up. Can you stop doing that instead of being the kind of sniveling wretch who would do something like that behind your back and prevent me from fucking promoting my podcast for a fucking week because do you know what they've done they've absolutely gone and banned the great stories because that's relevant because that's tied to it so now i can't promote my fucking podcast which is a month old and i'm sorry about the language and if your children are listening they shouldn't be listening anyway but if your children are listening i apologize but I am absolutely furious, and if ever foul language was warranted, it's in this context, Cam. I mean, can you imagine the audacity to actually block my other account as well for a full week? What's that about? You do realise that this person is a Tory. So you reckon that... All right, okay. I'm still trying That's the thing. They're a Tory. This is what a Tory will do. They do... I, <laughs> I've been in... The, I was in my in the car yesterday and um, I had a couple of Tories in the car and I could, I'm not going to divulge anything, but let's just say the conversations were interesting to say the least. Austerity does not exist. Apparently what, what is austerity? What are lies? What is a lie? That was one of the questions. Said, what is it? You've left him at a service station. Cars. <laughs> <laughs> That was, that's being polite by leaving them. That that would be the general, the right thing to do, wouldn't it? That would what, be you, the, what you want to do is you want to hit the secret eject button on the uh, on the beautiful car you're driving around. That's what I you know, want to I, do. I need that Aston Martin DB. You really do, mate. You really different. do. But no, I mean, at the end of the day, Trev, I mean, what has happened, it, it's, it is odd. There, there's something not right with it. Um, because... Did you use the word Tory and the C word in the in the same tweet? In the same tweet twice. twice. It's the first the first twice. time 
I, but, yeah. but Cam, Cam, I was told it was hateful speech. Hateful speech. Against who? Against who? The first one was a general thing aimed at the type of mouth breather who will just vote without thinking. And by the way, I'm very, very aware that we're going down a rabbit hole here where we seem to be, um, you know, putting our, our fists to the side of our head and going, come on, comrade. And whether, what we're respective of your politics, irrespective of your politics, I'd like to have an open conversation with anyone. I have a kind of a zero uh, tolerance policy on these particular bunch. Right. But if you would like to carefully articulate your views to me and they vary from mine, I would love to have a decent conversation that, with you. That's what it should be about. That's what and it that, should be. About. And that's what the platform is about. That's, that's exactly what the platform is about. And we spoke not that long ago. So ironic. And Carl, I'll bring you in here on this. We spoke so not that long ago about how, in fact, this platform and the other one are becoming not uh, uh publishers, not facilitators of conversations, but actually they are becoming a little bit like utilities. They are becoming a little bit like um, the kind of, 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 of organization that will say, no, we control the content here, not yeah. you. <clears throat> exactly. It's the algorithm, isn't it? It's exactly this. We, we choose to show you this, not this. We choose to put this first, not this. We have the right to Although it's your content, we get to edit it to the benefit of us. And um, and, and the, the, the beloved Conservative Party have, have been in trouble for doing this something this week about showing BBC News presenters as if they're talking about their policies in a, in a complimentary way. And it's a similar thing. It's selective editing. It is selective censorship. It's the same thing. It's rigged. It's completely rigged. But the point, the problem with doing it on social media is social media is supposed to be objective. And of course, it's not objective. It's right wing. It's capitalist based. And um, I hope to God I'm losing followers for this. I really do. Because <laughs> honestly, I'm at a point where I don't care. I don't care. There are food banks in this country. The, the child poverty is disgraceful. And if someone doesn't like me talking about politics, um, uh, or, uh, but they just happen to support the same football club as I do, and they, and they want to unfollow me, knock yourself out, lads. Feel free. <laughs> It's, it's, it, there's a remarkable disconnect in the brain of a person who can, um, love what Klopp stands for as a man and how he is reconnecting us with our past and completely miss out on the inherent political thoughts that are present in both Klopp and the man who started our heritage in Shankly in, in that, in that success tradition. I mean, you don't have to overtly speak about socialism to see that there's a, a decency in the man that's in charge of the club now. There's a decency in the way that he thinks about people and the way he speaks about people. And it's a decency that connects back to that uh, long-held tradition. And I don't understand. I don't understand how anyone can identify with the city of Liverpool in any way, shape or form and at least not be tolerant of such views, at least not be indulgent of such views. Well, this, this, this is a broader thing for me, Kev, uh, Trev, because I, I, I said today um, that how can you possibly stand up and sing you'll never walk alone um, and and vote and have an ethos which is separate from that? Surely that's hypocritical. And I've had lots of, yeah, but we should be keeping politics out of it and um, blah, 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 etc. The thing about that for me is if you don't support the Labour Party and support Liverpool, I can completely understand that. But I don't see, but I, 
See, the Labour Party is too broad, too broad a term. If you don't believe in helping other people, yes, this club is not just about football. It represents the city. The ethos of the city is we help each other. Um, yeah, we're hate, and, and we're hated for that. And, that, and, 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 and Carol, even even without and 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 that's a valid valid point that you make. But without even going in that direction, in a week in which we saw yet another blatantly disgusting miscarriage of justice, in a week where we had another situation where people who have suffered for three decades got a kick in the fucking face again, in that week to be such a narrow-minded bigot to be unable to just live and let live do i mean and that's all i'm asking here i'm not saying that people need to conform to anything that i think is right that would be absolutely idiotic of me and it's the absolutely last thing i stand for and that's what i say when i say that i will happily engage people of uh, any political persuasion in a conversation if it's a conversation but i'm not going to be browbeaten by idiots who just want to talk shite over me and I mean, that's why I can't understand the context of this. Uh, you know, I, it's it's just remarkable. I mean, you know, I, I, Cam, I could hear you chiming in there in terms of the, what Carl is making the point there, and it's a very good point. Is that like the club, and increasingly still, stands for something, and uh, we can see it increasingly so in the media. We're getting we're getting back to the to the proper essence of what this club was about, uh, started to become about under Shankly. The kind of for the people t- thing that we see. I mean, you may, see, and we're going to have a little laugh later on at the, the some of the content that's coming out from the club. And we're going to maybe raise an eyebrow to at some parts of it. But then again, for every part that we can raise an eyebrow at, you can see that lovely video of what uh, Virgil van Dijk and a, and, a, and, a, and a fan this week that I think touched most people's hearts. And we've seen lots of stuff along those lines that isn't even overt, that's hidden from the public eye. We saw Jimmy Milner doing lots and bits during the week as well. We have a, a group of people led by a person who actually seems to give a shit about the community. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, um, if, if some folks are wondering why the people in Liverpool, are, 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 or the majority of the people in Liverpool, are so against the Tories, just go back to Hillsborough. And go back to even before Hillsborough with the Tory government under the leadership of a, I won't name her. We know who she is. Yeah. Manage decline. Two words. Manage Manage decline. And and that's there in black and white. It's written. It's on paper. And that's what they wanted to do to the city of Liverpool. And now if you, as a Tory, feel that that is acceptable, then I, 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 we can't help you. We'd love to help you, but we can't help you if you feel that that is, is acceptable and is okay. And then for them to go and do what they did with Hillsborough and perpetuate the lies and to encourage the lies and to deny justice. I mean, I, I saw Somebody writes something somewhere once and they said, if that was 96 policemen that had died at Hillsborough because of the Liverpool fans, would there have been some form of justice by now? That week. That week. That, would have been that week. Yeah. And again, again, and, 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 and Carl, I'll, I'll just flip this back to you really quickly. Uh, again, you're the, 
the native you're the the uh, occasional resident and and the man who lived a huge chunk of your life in the city uh and i'm very aware but just painfully aware of the fact that you know the club and everyone around the club are pulling out messages saying that we shouldn't be speaking too much about um this particular thing in terms of anything that might prejudice uh, any future uh uh procedures and i i've that's all, i want to respect that and I would point anyone all the time to the statements made by um, the club and made by um, the the HJC and made by you know anyone who's 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 representing the families um, and read those statements and and listen to what the, those people are saying because honestly your 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 feelings don't matter in comparison. Um, so I don't want to go down too many rabbit holes around the whole thing uh, of Hillsborough. I just brought it up because it made me hyper aware this week that, you know, people were being disgusting towards Liverpool residents and natives and dismissive of them. Uh, people of a particular political persuasion. And, and they weren't even taking into account facts. And we are living in a post-truth world, but Christ alive, pick up a book, look at a newspaper, read the headline of your beloved scum newspaper, which had to apologize. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, the, 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 uh, we can't go into the, the findings or, or the, the, the verdict too much this week because there's another um, uh, case to come up. Um, but I'll just remind you of Margaret Aspinall's words, which were, um, if these people were killed unlawfully, who killed them? And that's the that's the big thing, because they're saying, well, um, yeah, yeah, you're right, it's the verdict. Yeah, it was unlawful, but we've decided not to punish anyone. Why is that then? And that's what justice we mean by justice. And there's always going to be people. We've had it this week. There's a there's a mate of mine um, uh, who's got into a, a Facebook discussion with someone who, who he really likes. Who said, but yeah, but I know for a fact that the fans were partly to blame. And you're always going to have that level of ignorance, and it is ignorance. Um, it, there is a difference between ignorance and stupidity, but not in this case. It is the same thing. You can be ignorant of a fact and not be stupid, but you can be both in this case, and this, this is a perfect example of it. Um, there are people who are going to who, who judge what happened in Hillsborough and celebrate the fact that Duck and Field was, um, uh, uh, well, basically didn't, you know, wasn't charged ultimately. Um, uh, and that is stupidity because you think that's about football and it's not. Things like that are not about football. It's not even about Liverpool. It's not about me and you. It's about decency. People were killed and people have to serve for that. And we're looking and anyone who defends that just because we're from Liverpool, you're a fucking idiot. It's as simple as that. And it always annoys me. I mean, I don't want to go against United because um, they're not all bad, but what I, I'm going massively off topic here, but what always annoys me about this is if Forrest had, be, had lost to United, that could have been United in the Leppens Lane end on the 15th of April, 89. And, pe yeah. and, and people don't realise that. And people don't think that could have been you. Because that I was there the year before, that was going to happen. Hillsborough was going to happen. It could have happened in 1981 when, when Tottenham played Wolves. And if you're going to just point score on that, because it's the Scousers and they're unbearable and that, you're a fucking moron. It's as simple as that. This is not about football. And equally, I'll come back to my point about um, the, the ethos of Liverpool, the city where we help each other. If you just go, oh yeah, but I, I just like the football, you're missing out on the best bit because Liverpool 
like Barcelona, is not just a club. It's about something bigger than that. It's about celebration of the city and the fact that we're different and the fact that we do certain things in a certain way. And if you only want a fraction of that, then you don't know what you're supporting. And I don't, I'm going to get slagged off for that because I, I used to have it all the time of, you're one of these fans who says you, you, you can't be, you can only be from Liverpool, support Liverpool if you're from, if you're from Liverpool. I literally wrote a book on the opposite thing, uh, with Sash. Um, it's not about that at all. It's about buying into the ethos of the club. And if you can just say, yeah, but I just believe that the country should be read this way and I just support Liverpool because I like the team, you're missing out on the best bit of Liverpool. 100%. There is one more societal issue that's related to the club at the moment. Um, right, we've sorted I mean, that. Let's get the Royal Family sorted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and again, look, folks, if this is not the light, um, fluffy fare you were hoping for, I'm sorry, but you know, there, there, we will there's get a lots of biscuits lately. There's a, there's the, we, we may not. There's a time and a place. And, and, and this week, it's just, there's a lot of heavy shit. There's a lot of heavy shit. And I really hope that you both have something to say on this as well. Because when I saw the club, now you can say it's tokenism. And I may agree with you, actually. You can say this whole laces, rainbow laces thing is tokenism. And I may agree with you. Um, as someone who has, uh, let's just put it this way, someone who has a very, very um, deep uh, affinity with the LGBTQ community, um, I don't, necessarily want to just give credit where credit's not you and i don't want to ignore the fact that people can virtue signal and do bits and bobs which are easy to do and don't require a huge amount of commitment but i just do think if you've got a video of jordan henderson uh putting on the uh the the the, the old um uh Captain's armband with the with the the the, uh, the rainbow colours on it, and you've got the club saying, and sorry, uh, uh, and 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 the, the herself, uh, what's her name, Bradley Auckland, uh, yeah. pulling on the, the 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 captain's armband for the women's team, and the club uh, putting out in a, a, a tweet saying we are proud to be supporting this year's rainbow laces campaign with a whole host of activities taking place across the club. And you look at the comments. Yeah. You just, just look at the comments underneath that. And if you don't know what's wrong with society, my friends, then that's what you need to do. And I think sometimes people go around in their own little bubble. And it's, be, and again, I come back to Twitter. You can curate, and people do, their own Twitter timeline. And you, en- you end up, and yes, and the downside of that, Carl, is you end up in a feedback loop. Yeah. You you end up in a feedback loop of people who are like-minded and never challenge your opinions on anything. That in itself is bad. However, nobody needs their opinions to be challenged when it comes to things that are objective fact. And to say that LGBTQ people should be treated with equality and decency and respect and dignity, I'm sorry, that's not up for debate. That's not one of those things where you go along and you say, and you see people do this all the time when there's maybe a debate about gay marriage or something, and you see people saying, well, okay, you've got the people on the gay side. Let's bring out people who don't think that uh, gay people should get married. That's not even a discussion. It's balance, yeah, the whole balance thing. It's that, it's, That's not even balance. That's people who have an ideological position versus people who don't. And, uh, well, sorry, maybe they do. Maybe you can argue they have an ideological position. But, I mean, <laughs> there's an inherent decency involved in one and there's an, an inherent sort of prejudice involved in the other. This really bugged me this week, and I shouldn't, but 
buy into it, but I suppose it was the week that was in it. Um, and I just wanted to get your take, both of your takes on it. Uh, obviously, for every horrible comment, there was one or two people who weighed in and said, you should probably do one, pal. And I do like the people who were trying to fight fires and whatever, but Cam, let me come to you on that. I mean, it, it, this is enough for debate, is it? Like, this is what we were talking about a couple of minutes ago. This is acceptance. This is, this is embracing everybody, right? Um, let me give you an example of something I saw once. Um, somebody tweeted uh, something about if their son was gay or something, he would disown them or something like that. And it really touched the nerve with me. Really touched the nerve. And I just, I didn't at them or anything, I just quoted the tweet and I said, me and Mrs. B lost our first child, he was stillborn, full term, nine months. I'd give anything to have him here now and knowing he was gay. Anything. I'd give my right arm, my left arm, I'd give my life. Mm. Why, why is it an issue? Why does it matter? What? We're all humans at the end of the day. We all bleed red. If you're if you're faced and you need a, an organ transplant, and you find out it's coming from somebody who's gay, are you going to say, "Oh, I don't want it because it's going to do something to me"? Well, yes. right, you'd rather die. That is that's what it comes down to. Yeah, right there, you, you, you man, that's such a beautiful, beautiful example that you've given there, and you've. And you've, you've put it really eloquently there. That second follow up one with the idea of the blood donation. I mean, that's just perfect because sadly you and I both know that there are people who are so ideologically entrenched and idiotic in their take on life that they would possibly refuse. And, um, yeah. if I held is... up three bags of blood and I said to you, one of them is gay blood, you know, I'm being crude as crude can be. Which one are you going to take? Well, yeah. they all look the same. Well, yeah. one of them's one of them's gay blood. It's going to, you know, you don't want the gay blood. So what are you going to do? All, all three are gay blood. What are you going to do? It's, it's such ridiculousness. Honestly, yeah. it is. Oh, it makes me so angry. It, it, it's it's massively depressing, Carl, isn't it? That you know we're on the verge of going into the second decade of this uh, new century, um, and here we are having conversations. And I have to frame it up, saying that I'm a little bit disappointed um, that the club aren't being even more uh, ostentatious in their support uh, of of LGBTQ stuff. But at least they're doing it. And let's just say that. Let's just credit where it's due. It's a start. It's a start. And, and whether it is, uh, whether there are echoes of tokenism, it fits right into the conversation we were talking about before, that there's at least there's something there, right? So you can't just browbeat. I, I, I don't believe in just looking for the negative all the time. And, and as you say, it's a start in a, in a, in a world where not much of a start has been made. But man, it's so disheartening to see the hatred that people can come out with. I don't, again, you know, it's not about, it's not as if people are making studied comments about how in their religious or philosophical opinion, the uh, gay lifestyle is not correct. They're not doing that. They are doing, you know, 
uh, puking emojis. They're going, they are saying, I used to look, I lo- used to love this club. Now I hope you lose the next game. What the fuck? Good. Off you go. Bye. Off That's you go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Go and support someone else. Fine. I'm, ha- I'm more than happy to, 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 um, lose you from the support and the ground. Yeah. With a light heart. Off you go. Sounds. Yeah. This is just not just about football. It's as simple as that. I keep going back to the word ethos, and that's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's not. Well, I mean, we are, as a city, we are vilified pretty much everywhere. I still get the hubcap jokes every now and then from people who've just met me, or, you know, better keep an army wallet and stuff like that. So anyone who wants to come down and, and because we, the, the club is, you know, supporters of the gay community, then you can believe that all you want, but don't fucking sit next to me. Jesus Christ, do you still get that old school bullshit oh, God, fucking yeah, bread? Yeah, still get it. Yeah, still get well, it. I suppose, well, I suppose, of course I you get, do. I Jesus. Get back to the so, you know, but it's a, it's a joke for me, but it's tiresome at times. So, you know, I might do it. Yeah, I, that's I, not, that's I've, I've done the Manchester joke occasionally. Me and my mates do it all the time. But it's, it's never, it's always like done with. Affection is not quite the word, but, you know, it's, it's, it's not nasty. No, I'm what? sorry, but it's, it's not even the same thing between Northerners. Between Northerners, it's like uh, various uh, areas of Ireland slagging each other. There's a difference. There's a difference between that and the bin dippers comments. Yeah. Between the hubcaps bullshit, because that's that comes from a fucking place that is. That's ah, a worry, man. It's just a worry, you know. It just what are these people? You know what I mean. What yeah. are these people? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we should. Maybe we've done enough on this. I, I, I and again, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to apologise in the slightest because this is what this is what this show is about. And you know, we talk about the things that are important, and uh, the Reds are important. There's lots and lots of football going on. But you know, if you're looking for a specific analysis, shows it, you're, you're saturating them. We, we want to talk about the stuff around our club. Well, what, 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 what I would say, Trevor, about that is things are going very, very well on, on the pitch at the moment. And we live in a very, as I said, we live in a very, very sensitive political time. Why not try and make everything else better as well? Because isn't it nice? Yes, mate. That's exactly it. Because everything else, as you said, is on the up. And we saw during the week, uh, well, sorry, not during the week. It was last night, wasn't it? The golden balloon was on. I love yeah. the golden, I love so, the golden so, so, balloon. Someone called it the cart door. Oh, a fancy an ice cream. That's I've, exactly what I thought, Calvin. I thought, God, I could go somewhere that now. Yeah, I could dig into a tub of cart door as we speak. <laughs> but I, I, like, look, the bottom line is in the, when it comes down to the golden balloon, um, the representation of the Reds in that is unbelievable. Did I, we, sent, we, we sent a six aside team over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was remarkable. I mean, Trent's there at, at, at what, so what was Trent? Trent was. Uh, Oh God, I can't even remember. Trent was nineteen. I think Bobby was seventeen. We had uh, <laughs> Allison was seven, wasn't he? We had Mo at five. Uh, Sadio was four. Um, Virgil's Virgil's two, and and and, um, and the main man. Oh, well, actually, sorry, Ginny Wanellum was in there as well. Somewhere wasn't yeah. he? I, I, I'll be honest with you. I should have, I should pay more attention to these fine details, but these type of baubles and trinkets don't bother me. What bothers me is the representation of my club. And we are there all over it like a rash. And we've got all our lads parading about looking cool. <laughs> what are you laughing at? What are you laughing at? <laughs> Copex just typed in the chat box. 
No Hendo. Ah, right. Let's let's get to this. <laughs> let's get to this, you pair of fuckers. Because what, what, there's 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 a there's a a gentle beef in the offing here, and I, I want I want to fully encourage it. Um, Carl, I I saw I could not help but notice because now. I'm reduced to simply scanning and reading people's tweets. Uh, oh, like, let's let little Trev on. Oh, let 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 little Trev play with the big boys again. Trev, but I'm not. I'm but I'm just tweeting down. He's a twat. Just <laughs> 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 the same word. I can't. I get banned. Someone will report me. I, 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 no, 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 no. I guarantee you will. You will not get banned. Go for it. What What I want one of you to do is. Tweet something almost, almost identical, because you'll only get a day and you'll be fine, right? And now, you that we to go back onto Twitter just to. Yeah, I do, mate. I do I because because you... well, because you're not on Twitter. You're a perfect candidate to take a to take a silver bullet. And, and I you... can't because I've got a podcast to promote. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh fucking hell, have you, mate? Yeah, really. And by the way, by the way, can I just say? um Whereas I'm delighted with the reaction I've gotten from people to the great stories. It's gone very fucking quiet out there, lads. Very quiet in my absence. I know I'm spamming the bejesus out of your timelines, but I'm away and people have made you aware of it. Could you maybe just give us an L boost? I I, I have. I think I've done something. I don't. No, I'm not talking about you. I'm not talking about Cam. I'm just saying nobody's fucking... Why, it's gone tumbleweed out there, folks. Help us. Help a brother out is my point. Anyway, let's get back to Hendo. The great Hendo debate. Carl Kopak, I could not help but notice that you were quite bullish in your defense of the captain and of your very favorite man in the world, Dag Z Lovren. Walk uh, around him, boys. Walk, walk around, around him. Your, your tweet, and again, I paraphrase, forgive me, because it was uh, in, I think it was late Saturday or Sunday. Well, the general gist of it was... Oh, allow me, Trev. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on. Go I on said then. something like, it's nuts that people are still slagging off Henderson and Lovren. Maybe it's time you started watching the match rather than your own agenda. Ouchie, ouchie. Right, let me let me, let me me give 170 the... 170 retweets. Or likes, Ooh. whatever. Oh, oh, how much dopamine did that give you, brother? <laughs> <laughs> Twitter, Twitter like me. Was your was your was your feedback loop nice? Yeah. Did you enjoy your they, feedback loop? They, they um, like me. I've been, I've been clicking on it ever since. People like me. My point is, my point on on this is, and I, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna get straight to the point here. Uh, I do the post match show immediately afterwards, and you are not only not only have you seen the game with the same eyes that I've been watching Liverpool for you know um, what am I now twenty seven twenty eight years. But sorry, you, I'm just going to fill the graph in. Thanks, mate. <laughs> just take 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 the box. But you also have a, a raw, visceral reaction to what you saw in terms of performance. Um, now, sometimes TV, sorry, not sometimes, all the time, TV is far inferior to watching a game in the ground. There's, yeah. no two, there's no two ways about that. Literally no two ways about that because when you're watching a game live, you get to see stuff that you do not see on the screen. And yeah. that's the big caveat. However, there is no way around the fact that for most of the most recent fixtures, um, Big Jordan hasn't been uh, frighteningly uh, impressive. And that there really? have been big chunks of the game. Yeah, man. And there have been big chunks of the game where um, 
in fact, you kind of start to worry about that a little bit because really? because his passes are going askew. Yeah, I'm not talking about work rate here. Everyone can see the work rate. That's unquestioned. I'm not questioning Jordan Henderson as captain. He's the perfect captain for this club, in my opinion. I don't give a shit about your big time Virgil van Dijk shouts or your your big time whoever your favorite player is shouts. Jordan Henderson embodies what we were talking about earlier on. Embodies it. He's yeah. a perfect perfect captain for this club. Uh when and if he's playing, I think there are times when his performances don't merit a place at park. That's my take. These two things can exist simultaneously in a human brain, folks. So, Carl, I know you're very defensive of him, but I'd like to hear your case for him, and then I want to go straight back to Cam to hear why he thinks maybe um, I might have some sense in my brain. Crystal Palace, last week, I was low down in the stand. Liverpool did nothing for 50 minutes. Absolutely nothing. Uh, the midfield was very, very staid. Uh, we were moving back a lot. We were, we weren't risking the ball coming forward. As with Rob Cutman, actually, he was, he kept saying, standing behind me, he kept saying, one of you's got to take a risk. Jordan Henderson played a through ball to, I think it was Mane, and that set the tone for the next 40 minutes when suddenly, we just moved and moved and moved. He's basically the barometer of the, of the midfield. He sets the tone of the pitch. And I'm stunned that people don't think he's been playing well recently. Been, he was brilliant on Saturday. Um, Day and Lover, incidentally, equalised in the Champions League. That seems to be forgotten as well. Um, and was excellent on Saturday as well. It's difficult for Jordan Henderson at the moment because he's going to have to play Firmino's, Firmino's role for a bit. And... Um, I've got an article coming out about this. And it's all right having people playing in the six, but we've got the world's best player in the, in the six, so therefore no one is going to measure up to him. So Henderson's going to get some abuse over the next few weeks just for not being Fabinho, in the same way that he always got abuse for not being Steven Gerrard. Um, Jordan Henderson is a very, very good footballer indeed, and I love his energy. And uh, and there is a little bit, I will, I will admit, there's a little bit, the more people slag him off, the more I'll defend him. Because <laughs> I, I think there's, there's, there's a mate of mine who always who says the same thing. To understand Jordan Henderson, you might have to have played the game. Not everyone, not everything is a slide rule pass in midfield. So, yeah. Someone's got to do the hard yards, and my God, that lad does the hard yards. I, and I, I appreciate that as much as the next man, and uh, and more than the next man, because um, as a footballer who did play the game for many years, I was never more than. Uh, a workhorse with the occasional bit of artistry, but it was occasional. So I do get that, and I do appreciate that, and that's what I love about the man. But I just think the um, there are a few things that are absent that I'd like to see more of, and one of those things, it's you, like you can't be faulted for uh, uh, defensive cover and stuff like that, and especially in recent games. I think he stepped that up immensely, um, whereas I think he could have been a little bit culpable for stuff earlier on in the season. But there's also the point that you've just raised, and I want to pass this over to Cam. Um, Carl was talking about how Fabinho's out, so Jordan is going to have to play in that sixth role. He doesn't. Ginny Wijnaldum can do that better. Yep. He can do that better. And I'm sorry, that's an actual fact. If you watch, if you watch the games, Ginny is better in that position. Ginny is the most adaptable footballer in our entire squad. And I know that, I know that Carl Kopak's not going to argue with that. So what, what, I hear you agreeing with me. What's your take on Hendo? Um, 
just quickly, Ginny can play six positions on the park. That's a fact. Yeah, he can play yeah. all three positions on the right and all three positions through the middle. So that's how good a player Ginny Wijnaldum is. But the, the conversation is Hendo. Um, you're right. Um, it, it, the, how I look at it, I've, I've, I have a very simplistic view on it. And I'm just going to use this season as an example. We've played 14 league games. We've won 13 and we've drawn one. Jordan Henderson has started 11 and has made two subs appearances. If Jordan Henderson was such an awful football player and offered absolutely nothing to that team whatsoever, we would not have the points total we have. We absolutely. would not have won 13 games and drawn one. He has to have a contribution of sorts. Of course he, he has does. To be do, he has to be doing something on the pitch that... The likes of most of most Liverpool fans will now acknowledge that Jurgen Klopp is possibly the best coach in the world. Possibly, he might, he might have a rough idea what he's doing. Yeah, his coaching staff in Pep Linders and the rest of them they analyze. They analyze. Well, it's it seems to be that's going to be the case. They analyze each game that the players have played, and they're going through the data data of what those players are doing. And if they're not doing what they're meant to be doing, do you think they'll be playing again the next game? There's a reason that he keeps playing. Now, granted, there are better midfielders that we want to see in the team. I want Naby Keita in that team. I want to see what he can do. I want to see him get six, seven, eight, nine, ten games. And then I can fairly judge him on that. But even that is not enough games for me to judge. Yes, we've had Jordan Henderson since 2012 or whatever it was he signed. He's been here a long time. He knows the club. He's the right captain for the club, I think. Uh, people blaming Hendo for the, the goal that was conceded at the weekend because he was the captain. Well, really? our other leader in Big Verge, what was he doing? Why didn't yeah. he stop the goal then? It's easy to point fingers at Jordan Henderson because you've got player bias. Now, Cam, Cam, mate, who the hell is pointing fingers at Jordan for the goal conceded at the weekend? Oh, I've seen it. I mean, I mean, he should have been. I've seen he should have been standing in front of the ball. He should have been standing in front of the ball, so they couldn't have taken that free kick. Nobody else. It should have just been him. Oh, that goal. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and he should have been. uh, Yeah, and he should have been organising the wall better. So I've seen, I've seen different narratives here. Yeah, it's all Jordan Henderson's fault. Well, conceded a goal, but. But hey ho, forget the fact that we won the game, and yeah. forget the fact that we are eight points clear, and forget the fact that we have only lost one game in the last fifty-one. And I guarantee Jordan Henderson has started more than fifty percent of those games. I'm not saying Jordan Henderson. I'm not. If Jordan Henderson was dropped for the next game and never played again for the rest of the season, and we carried on winning, yeah, I'm the happiest person in the world. I'd be amazed. I'd be amazed if Jordan hasn't started more than 75% of those games. But yeah, Carl, your broader point. My broader point is, if you love Trent, you've got to love Henderson, because Henderson doesn't have to do some work for Trent. Why do you think Trent is forward all the time? Why do you think we can see goals on that side when he's not on the pitch like we did against Palace? Right, well, I'll I'll give you a little bit of insight into this, because I know some people who have a specific uh, gripe with uh, the constant selection of, of Jordan, and they would say that 
on many occasions he's a little bit remiss in that regard. And yet, I would say, me? I would say, I would say that in recent weeks, you can't argue about his industry in that regard at all. And I mean, it's kind of the most obvious thing that he does yeah. actually on the. He park. lets him play. He lets him. He play. lets him play. He lets him play, and and, and I, I I think it's important to have a little bit of balance around that. And we did we did flag up Degsy briefly as well. And you know, okay, the game before last, the, 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 the game before last, Degsy was getting some abuse for for uh, his part in the concession of that goal. And and Carl, you did say that he goes up the far end and he 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 uh, equalizes against Napoli. That's true, uh, but you could also say that as he's like looking across the line at Robbo, who's too. F- Two yards, at least three yeah. yards deeper than him. Uh, he makes a bad judgment call in terms of trying to play an offside. That's, that's just objectively bad defending and that's all there is to it. And then he goes late with his run and he doesn't, he doesn't get to Mertens yeah. in time. But, but there are other things at play there as well. However, it's that thing that those of us who have a little bit of leeriness around Degsy, I, I love him. And yet, I will never pick him in my first eleven. You know, no, of course, this. you would. Know, you know, you know that I would as well. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. But, but the but, point, but, but, but it's the he's the worst player to ever play for us. Blah blah blah. Oh, that's that's no, that's utter yeah. nonsense. It's utter horseshit. It's horseshit. And it, what it is, it's it's people. I think taking their cues from people who have strong opinions, yeah, and and taking it to the next level of idiocy. It's a narrative. It's an it's a fucking narrative, and people. Oh my God, we've almost come full circle here. It's, 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 it's social media. It's post truth bullshit. It's like people who ignore the facts and just go with the ideology, go with the agenda. And that in and of itself. Free your mind she, and the rest will follow. Not my words, the words of On Vogue. Be colorblind. <laughs> Finish that. Go on. I can't. I'm going to Free your mind. And the rest will follow. Be color blind. Don't be so shallow. Oh, nice. Yes. You see. Back in the net. Now, oh, we're now, now we've got the. Now the teenagers are interested. Can I just say this is easily the best show we've ever done? <laughs> <laughs> Finally, we've got a Vogue on. My Christ, this is easily the best. Ninety-one was that? Ninety-two, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Not bad. Twenty-six years old. Now we've got there. I'm really, really happy for a 27-year-old. I can't believe that. I remember? That. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, it's quite extraordinary, isn't it? It's quite extraordinary. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Oh, uh, by the way, by the way, uh, the most recent episode of the great stories you could possibly retweet it ha- was uh, did actually feature H.G. Wells. And um, do you know what one of the next four is going to feature? Carl Kopak. Go it's going. It's going to feature your mate, whose podcast. You are devoted, to, or whose whose writings you are devoted to. The big man, yeah, and it's a story called. Oh my god! Is it two B four B four two? What the hell is it? Oh my god! B twenty four. Oh my god! Haven't you tweeted it, Trump? Go and have a look at your Twitter feed. No. <laughs> You're an arse. God, 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 that's dark. French, French, you are an arsehole. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm going to go back on Twitter now, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to tweet this now. I'm, I'm going to go back just for you right now. Yeah. And I'm going to tweet something. Yeah. 
to, to, a, to a, a certain lad with a certain shite haircut is a C word. See what happens. Put Tory in there as well. I am, I am. I, I guarantee you, either, if you, we either have the same stalkery freak show nut job or there's an algorithm. I, I guarantee you're getting a 24 hour ban here. <laughs> Give a damn. I'll take a week ban. It doesn't bother me. Live as it happens. I, I'm, 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 um, I'm adding uh, uh, the two boys as well. Uh, Don't add the uh, two boys. Don't drag people down with you. No, I'm asking for their opinion. Don't. Don't at anyone. Just do it yourself. I'm at you. Don't at me. Don't at me. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I need to get back to promote my fucking show. Don't at me. I'm, I'm calling you a Tory C-word. I don't want you to at me. Call me just Trev or something. Don't at me, man. Oh, alright, okay. All it's right. almost like, it's almost like you're trying to, it's almost like you reported me. Oh, crap. Um, <laughs> like that out of the bag. Uh, I've got two things I want to talk about before we finish, and it is a hard seven minute finish here. Alright, so you have a choice. Sorry, I don't have two things. I've got about seven things. Uh, CGI Bob Paisley, Carl Kopak. Absolute disgrace. Leave the man alone. Yeah. Uh, Cam Branch, CGI Bob Paisley, your take? Not seen it, but I'm sure his family what would have been. You've not seen it. What I've do you mean? I've not, I've not seen it. What do you want me to do? That's negligence. You come on this show, I expect you to know what's going on, man. Oh God! You want you'll be wanting me to do research next or something. Oh, Jesus, uh, Carl, why? I had a big thing ready today. Remember, I yeah. put a lot of effort into that. I know you did, mate. But like, I'm sorry, but your your um that stuff you bought on the internet. I mean, like, I know, but what do you want me to do? You know, those those pills you bought on the internet. I don't know what you want us to. I mean, Just, disgraceful. Yeah. I'm just saying, saying. Again. <laughs> Carl, just tease us out with me a bit because I saw it and I went, I'm t- uh, wincy, wincy. And yet, fifty percent of the humans I know, people I love, right, um, in a non-love way, in a platonic way. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Of. People I, I really love on Twitter, uh, absolutely thought it was class. And and I want them to know that I think they're still class because they think it's class. Um, but I just I looked at it and I went I, I had to put a tweet. I went oh god my god I'm in the old man brigade who looks at that and goes you why why did you have the same reaction? It's not Pop Paisley's job to sell banks, right? It's as simple as that. It's a standard chartered thing, right? Yeah, it is isn't it? Yeah, it should be using his face to sell a bank. No, never, never. Do the do the fucking video without standard chart. And, and by the way, before anyone any dope decides to at you or me and say, "Oh, I wouldn't have the money to do it if it wasn't," yeah, uh, I get. Yeah. The point is, the point is, it's a blatant piece of. Um, capitalistic commercialism. That's what it is. And I've got no problem with that in and of itself. But don't be putting CGI bomb in there. Fucking hell. Fucking hell. 
I, I struggled with it a little bit, Carl, I have to say, and um, I, I know that makes me a curmudgeon. Do you have a reason why it's not curmudgeonly? Do you have a, like a, just a valid reason apart from like, don't be, don't be including the man himself um, without his say-so? Me? I hate it. Just, just on its face? Yeah. Yeah, this, 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 oh. Lads, leave Bob Paisley alone. That's what I'm saying. Just leave him alone. Yeah, I I I agree. I I, I agree in that. So sell your product. Sell your product without Bob Paisley. But like you, you can see, right? You can see why people whose opinions we would both respect, who we we would both be very fond of, would say, "Oh man, that's really sweet. It's lovely, right?" You, on a level, on a level, you can see that, right? I can, and I do get it, and I I can see how it's you know on a level it's touching. But if it hadn't been for the fact that corporate fucking thing comes up at the end i'd have been like thinking okay but when corporate thing came up at the end i was i couldn't see any difference between that and the meme that was going around of uh breno rogers looking up to the clouds it's the same thing yeah. going, how am i doing boss it was just oh, <laughs> honestly honestly it was fuck all difference for me between that and that at that point if i was in charge of the world whoever created that they were going to get an extra 10 years this morning, just, just for the thought of it. No, you're doing another 10 years in jail. Don't, don't do the shangly thing, for God's sake. And KP, you're on the KP as well. That's yeah. it. People don't know what KP is. You're peeling spuds. I don't know why it's KP. My dad was in the army, so that's why I know. Oh, okay. I've, I've, got, that, actually, yeah. I've got two more things to finish on. Sorry, I thought you were talking nuts then. Oh, no. hey, come on, come on. You're always obsessed with your notes, man. That's just your problem. That's just yeah, just okay. mono, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want you to either decide, Cam Branch, to talk about uh, a TV show you really like, or the fact that Arsene Wenger thinks it'd be a good idea for the referees to go down and get involved with pitch side monitors for VAR. And he's a big noise, is Arsene. Uh, he's FIFA's new chief of global football development, if you didn't know. That's quite a fucking title for Arsene. And he is saying, and uh, I quote, the referee needs to have a monitor to check if he was right or wrong. He will gain credibility, especially knowing that the people at VAR have yet to have yet the experience to make these kind of decisions. That's weird English, Arsene. He has a review to see if he was right or wrong. That is important for his confidence as well. Your response to our sense take about pitch side monitors, Cambridge. I agree. You do? I think, yeah, because um, if you look at the way VAR has been running, being run by the Premier League and the the shit show of a shower that is the Premier League's referees association, whatever they're called. Um, they, they've got it all. PGMOL is it? PGM, yeah, that's it. Uh, they've got it all wrong because the the guy in the VAR box, he's he doesn't want to overturn the bad decision that the referee's making. If the referee goes up and sees, oh shit, I've got that wrong, he would come out with so much more credibility if he was prepared to overturn his wrong decision, and mm-hmm. he would he would he would become a better referee for it as well. Yeah, he's a freaking hero, right? He he gets to go. Oh, I made uh, my bad, and I can see that I did the wrong thing. Everyone yeah. thinks he's a hero. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you, a referee—you've got to remember—a referee has a very 
he has a split second to make a decision on what he sees, and he has he may not have the best angle. It's it's an it's an impossible job being a referee, you know. If you just try and do it on on a Sunday league match, if you, if you feel that refereeing is easy, go on, take it up and try it on a Sunday league and see how you get on. It is a really really difficult job to do. Now, if you've got the tools there to help you, use them. Sodium monitor, it'll only take you 30 seconds to go over and have a look. It takes them longer in the VAR box. The other thing I'd like to see them do as well is stop the clock. So that way you get the proper time rather than, you know, we think it's two minutes or three minutes that needs to be added on at the end. So, yeah. Good show. Good did show. You, did you want the uh, TV show as well? Uh, no, I want to ping it back to Carl real quick and we'll cool. see what time we have left. Do you want to talk about this at all, Carl, or do you want to talk about uh, a telly wreck? I can't talk about VAR anymore. I do so many podcasts, it's killing me. Go on, uh, then. So I will say the Irishman's really good. It's just too long. Yes. I'd agree. I'd agree. I think all three of us have committed to it, and yeah. uh, we, we all have not not exactly similar takes, but um, I, I have I have some opinions on it. I'd like to tease it out at length maybe in a, in a future show. That's good. Um, my telly take is... Uh, something I've flirted with for ages and just never really committed to until recently. And I know that Mr. Kopak's a massive fan. I started watching Toast of London. I am now two oh, episodes. Oh, now we're talking. I'm two episodes from finishing it. And honestly, it's, it's, it's just a joy. And I know there's an absurdity to it that will alienate a lot of people, but my God, the high points are high points. And next week, I can assure you, that my opening clip will be something from Toast of London. Can Branch finish us with a telly wreck? Let me just say the words, Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Yeah. <laughs> Al Jazeera. <laughs> Would you like red, white, or rosé? <laughs> yeah, okay. We're, we're leaning into this next week. And by the way, Cam, you have a week to watch all of Toast of London. I did in two days. So I'm um, going away for a few days, so I might struggle. Um... Uh, television recommendation, uh, if you can somehow, if you haven't got Apple TV, if you've got some other way of watching like me and you do have Trev, um, I have the same source as you now, uh, watch The Morning Show with Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. Very, very good. Oh, okay. Okay. That's interesting because I actually now, with my new iPhone 11, have Apple TV because I lost yet another fucking phone. On a night out. That is my now, my ninth iPhone. To lose. To lose on nights out. That's how scattered I am as a human being. We should start finishing up. I know that was a heavy show, folks, in ways, in ways and means, but it was also, I think, one of our best. I think it was one of our most engaging in terms of the subject matter. I promise you next week what we'll do is we'll talk mostly about the footy and then we'll have a little bit of a breakaway. You already know what you're getting for your opening. These lads will be back in their usual intros and outros and we'll be back on the more typical AIP formula. But occasionally we like to do this because occasionally it's bloody important to do so. I've been Trev Downey. I thank you for your considered and continued support. If you're one of those people that follows me, and knows them to banned from the Twitter, you might just push the old great stories and appreciate that as well. In the interim, until we speak to you again, be kind to your fellow Reds and stay safe out there. 
Social Podcast Network.